Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Loot, Adventure, and Mischief. This is the DM speaking. Uh, along with me, I've got two of my uh, two of my players, one of them who just started with us today. Uh, and then I've got one that's been with us for quite some time. And then we've got our third player who's been with us since the beginning. So, uh, one thing that, uh, that I actually like to ask... Or that I would like to ask everyone, uh, how how did y'all guys come across D and D? By the way, by the way, this uh, this right here is uh, Brandon. Say hi, Brandon. Yo, uh, Austin. Hello. And Lauren. Hello. All right. So uh, Austin, how did you how did you come to uh, how did, how did you come across D and D? I mean, I've known about D and D for a long time. I've just, I've always been interested in it, but never really got to play it. But I didn't really like fully get into it until probably about like two years ago. That's when I discovered like the Adventure Zone podcasts and not another D and D podcast. Like got super into those, and that's what gave me the, the drive to like get the books and start learning. And found a group of people. And, yeah. Brandon. I've been interested in it for a couple of years, but never got around to it or never had anybody to play with. Then I met you. <laughs> A couple months ago, we started playing D&D and uh, really enjoying it. I'm That's what looks back And of course, Lauren, you've, you've been with me since I started playing this this time, all, all time-consuming game. How's, how's that been for you? I'm shaking my head because words can't communicate how fun it's been. It has been a, a lot of fun. It's just been very eye-opening because... It's not just one thing, it's a lot of components. A lot more than I ever expected there would be. There's, there's a lot to learn. and But the more you delve, the more interesting you get. It's kind of like a never-ending vortex, never-ending thing. Black hole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're like, ooh, oh, this says that. Okay, well, you know, the repercussions and how that affects other things and how you can use it. And then you just start imagining scenarios where you use these certain things and you're like, I'm such a badass. <laughs> Although you get into the scenarios and it turns out you roll a nat one and you're like, I'm not a badass. <laughs> Have you ever had, what, what was the worst nat one thing that happened to you, Brandon? Oh man, that was with my uh, orc barbarian Grom. He nearly one-shotted himself with his maul. <laughs> You lost grip, and then it just kind of like, you, you lost grip, and then it came down and hit you, right? Or how did that went no, down? I think what happened was I was charging the enemy, and I tripped, and I like nut-tapped myself with it. <laughs> That's right! You went to go hit, and, and you literally just go, whoop! Oh! That, uh, I think we all felt that one in that campaign, or in that, at least in that session. Uh, Austin, what's, what's the funniest net one? The one time that you just did and didn't. Um, probably like the second session of my first campaign. I was playing my Eric Hucker Road Conman. And, uh, I was hiding up on the roof, like, waiting for, like, the enemies to, like, come out and get a good, uh, you know, classic rogue sneak attack. Um, and, uh, instead of, like, lining up my target and aiming to fire, I rolled in that one. And that caused me to fall off the roof. Oh, and God. just slam into the ground, and it was it was not fun. Uh, force damage, or yeah. uh, <laughs> blood, well, uh, fall damage. There you go. And the rest, of, the, the rest of that combat scenario was just a, a series of awful rolls for me. It wasn't fun. 
I even tried to have fun with it and fucked that up. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, what about you, Lauren? So, I mean, any time that I roll in that one that ends up with me hurting somebody else is just the worst. Uh, but in, none of that can come to mind right now. I think the only thing I can remember would be one time I was trying to stealth into a village. And uh, I actually rolled in that one. And I ended up falling into a pile of spheres or weapons. And it just like just loud metal wood. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was bad. Everybody else stealthed in. Everybody else was like And I'm over here like, hey, boom. And I was like, oh okay, I guess that was the fucking distraction instead. <laughs> if I recall correctly, you were trying to kill some hags that night, right? I believe so. That sucked. Yeah, that was that was one of those bad nights for me as well, where every roll was. Because you ended up alerting the whole uh, the whole tribe at that point. Yeah, it caused a, it caused a wee bit of a commotion, but not as bad as what everybody else did after that, which was start a fight with people. With the randos of the village. Yeah. So, looking back at well, looking and thinking of everything that you guys so far have gone through in D and D and all of the like the misadventures, you know, your nat ones. Um, what do you guys think? Thinking back at it now, how do you view D and D now? Like, what's like that one thing that you're just like, I never thought I'd have to learn this. It's been a lot of what I expected it. It's really fun. I've, I've always been an introvert and all that, so it's it was hard for me to come to those first couple of sessions, but you know I really enjoy it. Yay! Ooh, we got him out of his introvertedness. Well, you're still an introvert with us. You just you know. Oh, I'm a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just come out of my hovel every night. <laughs> Oh my god, you're the hermit cat that we keep in the corner. You're just kind of like, hey guys. You come out, <laughs> I do this, I do that, do that. Okay, back to the uh, What about you? What about you, Austin? Oh, what was the question? Like, thinking about it back, like, thinking about it now, like, when you first started, as opposed to now, what's that one, what's one of those things that, like, that you just never thought that you, like, you expected out of D&D? Um, probably like the level of detail you can find in some of like the storybooks. Like my the water campaign I was I was riding and working through. Uh had a buddy give me the Ghosts Ghosts of Salt Marsh book and it had just like boat measurements and the various different information for all the boats and it was such amazing information. I'm like, I can use this and but it was just so much and this there's just a lot of detail put into D&D that you don't really realize at first, because it's like you want to play it, and you're like, it sounds like so much fun, but there's a lot, especially spellcasters. And if... Uh-huh. That rolls into what I was going to talk about as far as exactly the details, and also I still haven't really gotten to this point yet, but getting the components to even cast the spells because we've kind of been a little bit um, spoiled. We've just been able to cast willy-nilly. Our DM hasn't made us go out and find said components like 
at one point in one campaign I did tear my shirt because I needed a white piece of cloth to be able to cast this one spell and I was like well it's the only white cloth I have I'm a cleric so here we go yeah <laughs> I will say I will say I have been dropping the ball on that and uh, now that you've pointed it out I think I'm gonna go ahead and be a little bit more of a of a of a stickler on that, you know, because it is one thing to uh, to just cast willy nilly, and it that does give you know, it gives y'all a little bit more of a sense of immersion, because you can just literally like you would think, oh my my character knows this, right? So you can just go ahead and use this, but I mean realistically, there goes uh, like you said, with so much detail in it, it actually boils down to like the components that you use, what you say, because uh, you said that in this current campaign. Uh, Austin, you yeah. you're playing Sam, who is a uh, or Sam Samuel. Samuel Rock Smasher. And he is. He's a Goliath Paladin. Alright, so so like we had gone earlier, like we had talked about earlier before, uh, he's uh, what do you call it? He has to kind of talk to his god, so he can be imbued for divine smite, and that's one of yeah. those things that that goes into the components and doing the spells. Um, but anyways, that's, that's, I digress. What's one thing that you, right. looking back at it now... <laughs> I like those dice. Thank you. Oh, those are really sweet dice. So, uh, what's one thing that you look at now, Lauren? What's one thing that you look at now that you didn't think that you were going to have to go into? Well, like I said, those just those components because everything I've ever watched on TV was always like okay like Stranger Things and the kids like Fireball Fireball I'm like oh that's D&D and then like it can be it is for some people it is for different versions of different ways people play it like their homebrews and that's the other thing there's so many fucking versions not even necessarily with homebrews though if you have the arcane focus or the spell component pouch then per the book then you have most of the general items at least that's per my knowledge is that's how you can kind of forego like the common stuff. I mean, using something for like, say like revivify, I think it requiring like a, a gem worth, I think like 3,000 gold or something like that technically to perform. Like I've seen those be scrutinized, but like if someone has something that's an arcane focus for like a sorcerer or something or right the, the spell component pouch, then that kind of like allows you to work around the whole like, Oh, where did you get those berries for the Well, I mean, yeah, and, and, animals. Well, and that kind of goes without saying, but what what I think she meant was more along the lines of uh, of the usage of and the actual inventory space that they take up. That's that's fair. So, yeah. you know, like for example, I haven't been asking y'all, "Okay, go ahead and take that out of your equipment." You know, cuz once you've used uh, once you've used a certain uh, a certain component for a spell, that component disappears entirely. It disintegrates. Because technically you're drawing from the magics of that item and you're channeling your own magics through the weave uh, to be able to cast it. So once you use that component, it kind of just fizzles out out of existence. So that's one of the things that I meant by like being more component driven is you guys have to have that component in hand. Or have to at least specify that you have that component in hand. And then specify like, oh, this is my chant. I chant it into my focus and you know what I mean? Until, or at least until the group can get acclimated, like, ah, you know, he's doing his spell, guys. Shut up. Check it out. <laughs> but I, I, I digress. I digress. Um, what's your favorite class? <laughs> hmm. It's like 
like Fighter by far is. I find to be the most versatile, but I do like some of the magic classes, like Sorcerer, because while they do have magic and they can be clever and operate in different areas, they are quite limited in their magic for a magic class. So, so you like the the fact that it gives you more like a parameter of what you can and cannot yeah. do. Like you like the limitations. And I really like Artificer, even though it's still kind of a new class. It's not so much outward spell casting as like making support items to boost your your teammates. Exactly. Uh, what about uh, Lauren? I'd say it's a tie. I mean, I know Ranger is always a safe way to go, and but I'm more support than anything else half the time because I've tried being DPS and I've also tried being tank and it just not good, not me. So between ranger and also cleric, because I I've, I really loved being my my duck cleric. That was really awesome because I got to be offensive and defensive. So that's kind of nice because I don't like to be just one. And having that, that's not definitely a good route for that. Exactly, I got a lot of good spells for that, and it was just awesome. And I had a lot of fun with that. I'm kind of missing it. So sometimes I get a little bored with the ranger because it's a little limited, but it's good to stick with the basics sometimes. And it's also something that it's something familiar. Yep. So you know that you can pretty much optimize your usage on it whenever you do, or whenever you pull that particular character out. So, uh, oh, looks like I've already gone through most of my questions. The only question that I have not answered now is, what's like one of the things that you guys like that, that so far in D&D has stuck out the most? Like, I know that, 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 well, I, let me rephrase that. What's something in a session that's happened to one of your characters that, just stuck with you like that just stirred that like oh shit i'm actually playing dnd i want to say that was my first session when we were bringing the party together i wanted to play and show out my character's violent tendency so i went and attacked the biggest player in the room biggest character in the room and it was another player and that led into a small brawl that was fun <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how y'all ended up uh, getting some most of the the casks of mead that you had that you had, right? Yeah. I, shortly after we banded together, we went outside the tavern and we were getting ready to head out towards our objective. And I, my character was just, we need supplies, we need beer. <laughs> so I went and ripped off the cellar door to gain a, and uh, I sent one of the. I sent the other barbarian off to the stables, but he didn't come back for about eight hours. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so what he's alluding to is uh, one of our other players, and uh, he, you know, he, he does what people do when they're bards, but to a horse. Anyways, uh, Johnny19, we'll let y'all piece that one together. Anyways, <laughs> Austin, is there anything from, from any campaigns that, that just, like, that just made um, you just go, whoa. Well, I, I would agree with like my first time being a player and just finally being able to sit down and be like, I'm playing D&D. 
Uh, but also, like, the first time I DM'd a game was was probably, like, the when it was just like, fuck yeah, D&D time. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, as a DM, dude, ooh, that's a mood. Uh, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, like, what, what, like, the favorite moment is, I don't know, because I, I enjoy every time I can play, because I don't get to play that often, so it's, it's always fun. Gosh, so the whole experience in and of itself is what... Yeah, it, it's a... It, it, it's a different type of game, I guess. I, don't know, it's, I love it. That's what I love to hear. And Lauren? I would say it would be the time that I got a dandelion. It, so it was, we were coming up to, I believe it was Cricket. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. We were coming up to Cricket with my other character, Lilith. She was a uh, also a ranger. She, and, oh, she was a gnome ranger, right? Yes, she was my gnome ranger, and she uh, she was really nature driven. And she walks up and she sees this little dandelion, and it's coming out of a skull, and it's just kind of like dancing. And I was like, "Oh, can I keep it?" And he was just like, "Yeah, sure." And it starts talking to me, and I can talk to this dandelion. And I adopted a little dandelion, and then later on, and a whole you know with different people and as a different character going back to the same cricket town in, in Arcadia 50,000, 500,000 years later. It was a few centuries after. Yeah. I actually run into my little dandelion adoptive son and he's like this little tree sprout that has a dandelion on his head but he's like almost a little boy. <laughs> and he's like running and I'm like oh my god! But I can't because Lydia doesn't know anything about it. She's just like, it actually creeps her out. She's just like, what the fuck is this thing? Get it away from me. But Lilith would totally be so happy right now. <laughs> so playing, so seeing the same character as, as two different characters was... It was trip. Because you can't, you have to differentiate. You can't, you know, break character. Although I did. I was just like, no. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so I won't, I won't take up any more of y'all's time. Thank y'all so much for, for uh, taking the time to answer a few questions to BS with me about the uh, about D&D. Um, again, this is uh, Austin. Hi. Brandon. Hi. And Lauren. Hi. And I'm the DM. And thank you guys very much for stopping by uh, Loot, Adventure, and Mischief. I hope you guys have a very safe evening. Uh, those tuning in at 8.45, but regardless of which, y'all take care, be, uh, stay amazing, and may all your rolls be nat 20s. Bye!